Brooklyn's Radio brings you City Update with Ian Pritchard and Lee Humphreys. Hello and welcome to City Update. Lee Humphreys is here with the week's financial news. Hello, Lee. Hello, Ian. Now, last week we ended up by saying perhaps this week we might have better news. Is that the way it worked? Well, it, uh, we are uh, nothing but um, prescient on this programme, Ian, are we? You know, up until, I don't know whether you've been following events, uh, which have been fairly dramatic, but up until Monday, I suspect, not a great many of our adoring public had even heard of the US pharmaceutical giant Pfizer in. Um, perhaps one or two have had cause in the last 20 years or so to stock up on Pfizer's uh, up to now most notable product, Viagra, shortly perhaps after uh, running away with their secretary. But uh, come lunchtime on Monday, everyone had heard of Pfizer, who, along with BioNTech, mentioned incidentally only last week on this program uh, had some phenomenal phase three trial data released on their COVID-19 vaccine which had the effect much like that little blue pill of giving the world stock markets an enormous um, how should I say this an enormous boost Um, yeah right I've no real idea what you're talking about but let's carry the analogy forward um, and get it straight Markets rose, did they, on the announcement of this? Oh, very good. Yeah, from the uh, from the moment uh, the news came out, actually, around uh, midday in markets uh, that have been idling that morning shot up uh, for the rest of the afternoon. Um, by the close of day, the, uh, the the moves in the world stock markets were absolutely enormous. For instance, the IBEX over in Spain, by comparison to uh, Monday's open, rose eight. 0.6% by the close of business and was up around 15% by Wednesday's close as well. Likewise, the CAC 40 in, uh, in France rose 7.6% on the day and was up over 10% by Wednesday evening. evening. And uh, even our own FTSE 100, which let's not forget, uh, Ian, actually rose uh, nearly 6% last week, added a further 9% by late afternoon Wednesday. Now, I got the impression that uh, those companies that were worst affected by the pandemic or the lockdown, they actually did the best on this vaccine news. Um, yeah, I mean, that's actually been my take uh, on the overall movement uh, as well, Ian. Um, uh, what we've seen is really a, a rotation, as it's known, back into those stocks that did least well during the lockdown. These are often, you know, euphemistically turned termed as uh, value stocks, essentially uh, the leftover inventory, if you like, uh, that few were prepared to buy at uh, the original sticker price during the pandemic through fear that they had uh, little or no prospect of survival, uh, but have proved more tempting to investors post the discovery uh, of an effective vaccine. So what are you talking about there, Lee? Holiday companies, airlines, that sort of stuff? Yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about. Well, the, the airlines, uh, you know, for instance, on Monday went absolutely mad uh, on the announcement. On on that day alone, Ryanair rose 14%. Lufthansa over in Germany uh, was up 20%. IAG, that's the owner of British Airways, 25% higher. And EasyJet, an incredible 35% increase. The holiday firm TUI, uh, the owner now of uh, Thomas Cook, rose 18% and Carnival Cruise Lines was up a massive 
38%. Um, likewise, you know, buoyed by your Pfizer injection, you might want to go and celebrate with a with a trip to the cinema. Hence, Cineworld is now up 65% from just uh, uh, just on sort of Monday's announcement alone. Although, you know, it's still down around about 78% on the year. So, um Given that these stocks went out, what happens to those stocks that were actually doing very well with the lockdown? Thank you very much. I mean, Zoom, we'd heard about that uh, last year. Um, sorry, earlier in the year. I'd never heard of it before. What's happened to them? Well, I mean, you know, logic really dictates to some extent that, um, you know, if it was those stocks that had the toughest time during the pandemic that gained the most from the Pfizer BioNTech announcement, the reverse was certainly true um, for those that had benefited uh, most during the period as well. As such, the sort of stay-at-home trade, as it's uh, become uh, known, was unceremoniously dumped. Um, the, the, the two we've mentioned most on this show over the months, Ian, uh, I think, have been Zoom, which actually you, know, you just referred to, um, who by the end of trading on Tuesday lost approximately 25% or just short of 40% billion dollars worth of value but i should uh, also add actually that it has recovered about half that back now um and so long the absolute darling of the lockdown market peloton mentioned again on this program on several occasions which plummeted 16 percent on monday alone right and uh presumably it's the same for our um as our Prime Minister would call them, our friends in Europe, European stock market? Yeah, I mean, it's been an identical move um, uh, sort of here uh, as well. I mean, uh, those whose businesses uh, benefited most from the sort of stay-at-home pronouncements from governments um, saw steep declines in their share prices uh, as well. So HelloFresh, Just Eat Takeaway, Ocado, Boohoo and ASOS were all um, pushed to one side by traders, while um, the restaurant group, the owner of uh, brands such as Frankie and Benny's and Chiquitos, which are often deliberately positioned either next to or at least very near cinemas, have seen their share prices rise 50% this week. Well, let's hope it's not a false dawn and this um, vaccine really does the job. But the vaccine news hasn't just been the sole reason for the sell-off in tech companies, tech firms, has it? China's been uh, made a lot of noise, haven't they? Part of which concerns what they see as the growing dominance of uh, huge tech firms yeah um yeah technology shares you're right in uh, in asia uh, have fared particularly badly this week as uh, as you rightly say i i think um you've got to see this really um uh, as we've been saying for the last few weeks actually through the prism that um, China is now making further moves while the world's attention is focused elsewhere to, to become the world's leading superpower. Now, taking on tech titans under their influence uh, as they have this week won't be too much of an issue, I don't think, for the Chinese government. Um, you know, when you see, uh, for example, the atrocities regarding the internment of the Uyghurs barely gets a mention on our news networks at the moment. They certainly don't get any in China. So uh, with an economy that's humming along very nicely uh, right now, thank you, uh, what a good time to clamp down on other perceived areas of potential dissent. So why specifically technology, would you say? 
Well, you know, um, Beijing issued sort of regulations on Tuesday designed to curb the growing influence of the inter internet. So uh, ostensibly, the regulations are to root out monopolistic practices uh, in the industry and follows uh, a week after, actually, uh, the unexpected pulling of one of the world's biggest ever IPOs or initial public offerings in Jack Ma's uh, Ant Group. The timing on the eve of Singles Day, the world's biggest 24-hour um, online shopping event, will um, be lost on few. But, you know, Wednesday's by by Wednesday, China's top banking watchdog then doubled down uh, on the push to rein in financial companies, also promising to eliminate monopolistic practices and strengthen risk controls. Uh, the result was that the Hang Seng Tech Index was down around about sort of eleven percent by uh, sort of between Tuesday and Wednesday on these headlines. Stocks like Alibaba and Tencent lost between them. $290 billion in market value during this time. And on the face of it, these measures seem benign enough, don't they? They're, uh, you know, who's going to argue against curbing monopolistic practices of these and, you know, other companies like them um, if that's what they are doing? The, the EU actually have made very similar calls also this week regarding Amazon, you know, charging it with abusing EU competition rules to gain an unfair advantage over competitors and facing a potential fine as high as 10% of global turnover if it is actually found guilty. Um, you know, if, if Biden uh, <coughs> manages to get a, a majority in the Senate next, me, uh, next month, I should say, um, the thought is that he will tread a very similar path. So, you know, however, you know, this is how we've got to really see this is um, against this backdrop in which Beijing also decreed you may have seen in that any lawmakers um, supporting independence in Hong Kong will be disqualified. And on that decree, actually, four MPs were immediately expelled from the chamber, actually leading then to a mass walkout of pro-democracy representatives in protest. We've got to ask ourselves, a benign move? Well, unlike the stock markets around the world, few are actually buying it. Well, very interesting stuff this week, Lee, and uh, perhaps next week. Who knows? We may actually know who's really won the election uh, in the US and uh, may even have Brexit news. What do you think? Um, yes, that would be wonderful news, actually. Yeah, that'd be great. I'll look forward to that, Ian. Take care. See you. Cheers, Ian. Bye-bye. Ian Pritchard and Lee Humphreys brought you City Update on Brooklyn's Radio. Brooklyn's Radio.